You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Another frustrating, deflating day for you guys and for Washington. The Commanders lose 25-10 to the Cowboys. I am here with Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. You can follow her on Twitter at... Nikki Javala, N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. And of course, you can read my work on ESPN.com. And don't forget about another, unfortunately for you guys, another Therapy Tuesday um, with Bram Weinstein, I, the voice of the commanders, host on ESPN 630. That's Tuesday night, 730, live stream. We're going to dig it, dig deeper into some more questions and, and problems about what's going on here. Nikki, let's start there, big picture, because it's not just about another loss. This is three in a row now. Where is this team at? I mean, it, you know, this is does not look good right now. No, and I think the, the biggest concern to me is they're finding new ways to lose. Um, you know, weeks two and three are similar pattern, you know, the sacks, the play up front, just couldn't get the offense going. Here they had some positive moments in, in the first half. They were able to establish a run game, which they needed to do. But then they have all these penalties. They can't get out of their own way. I mean, they they had two of their own interceptions. And again, they talked about getting more takeaways. Two of them were neg- negated by penalties. Um, two PI calls late. I mean, it, it's all their own doing that is causing these losses. And that's that's concerning. Well, and the the big thing to me too is they ran the ball well right and this is what before the game i'm like hey if you stop the run you run the ball well you have a really good chance to win and they couldn't do it because of the penalties were there like 11 penalties i think it was william jackson had a few on defense there was you know benjamin st juice had one that wiped out a a turnover Mm -hmm. but bigger picture they're one and three like this is year three of ron rivera no it doesn't bode well it doesn't bode well i mean and and we knew this coming in you know you win this game you can you know placate all the questions, all the criticism for at least a little while, um, you know, it buys you more time essentially, but you lose and you lose in the way you do that, that just opens you up to more questions. And yeah. And now it's reasonable to, to have these conversations about what is their future? What about the coaches personnel changes more like, you know, this isn't working. This is two and a half seasons in basically of, of it not working. And and it and Ron Rivera made a big point in the offseason to say, hey, it's year three, time to take a jump. Mm-hmm. And I think as a reporter, and I think people always want us to bring the fire and brimstone. And I know like you're gonna like I know there's a lot of hell yeahs being said out there right now, but that's not always just our job. So as a reporter, how do you handle this? Because you know, yes, there's a lot of time left. We know we've seen, I've seen teams turn around here before. You've seen teams like that too. Sure. So as a reporter, how do you handle a situation like this where it is year three. You know, it's like it's they're one and three. They are what they are, but yet, when do you, you know? You know, people want pitchforks, right? No, and it it is difficult. I mean, it's difficult on the players, the coaches, the media too. You just frankly, you run out of things to write about with all this. But you know, I, I think the thing you always have to remember as you're having these conversations about, well, just make this change, get rid of this person, change that. 
All right. Well, if you get rid of one person, who is going to fill that person's spot? You know, you, you fire a coordinator. Who's going to take a spot? Is there anybody anybody better on staff? Not that I see. I mean, who's going to call the plays if Scott Turner's gone? Who would call defense if Jack is gone? It's, you know, they don't even have the depth there to really compensate. And would it make a long-term real difference? You no. know, it's, it's, it's it, it, sometimes it doesn't always make sense. It's, it's easier to point the blame on one person, but it doesn't always make sense. Well, now that's where I think my point is, too, in the media. And I don't want to make excuses for us because that's, you know, your job is to hold people accountable and, and to do all that. But as a reporter, I'm not going to sit there and call for firings because, like, this is that's not my role. That's right. more of a columnist role. Right. Or you guys have columnists who, who who can do that. But right. so, like, you know, how do you then how how do you go about then making sure that you're getting across the accountability factor? I mean, I think all we can do is keep asking questions and and, and keep talking to players, keep talking to coaches. You know, a lot of what they say in front of cameras isn't always truly how they feel. You know, I mean, I, I think it's. In some ways, human nature. If you're put on the spot like that, you're you're gonna kind of give the right. you know, really polished answers. But the more you're around them, you can see it in their body language too. The frustration that's building, um, seeing how they interact with players. There's a lot you can draw from during the week, and, and just seeing where this team is at, um, just in terms of their interactions and and things that you can't always quantify. So based on that, where do you think they're at? I think they're in trouble. <laughs> I think they're in trouble. I mean, you can see the frustrations mounting. They don't. It doesn't look like they quit on the field, yeah. but you can see players getting visibly tired and fatigued by the losing. Um, you know, and and with reason. It, it, there's been a lot of turnover, a lot of quarterback changes, and a lot of the same results. So yeah, I think they're in trouble. I think this was a very critical game for them, and you know they needed to step up and and didn't. And you can see in John Allen when you talk to John Allen, like you can always tell, like he's about this close to right. wanting to break a chair in the locker room right. because there's, he's that upset. And I think because here's a guy that came out of college, it's used to winning mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened here yet. I mean, what else have you seen? Just even are there other players that have stood out to you? Like, wow, that body language. And, it, and to be clear, the frustration isn't always directed as a coach or this or that yeah. it's directed at losing. Right. It's a circumstance. I mean, I, I think we've seen it in Terry McLaurin too. And he's always one who's never going to, you know, ask for more touches, even though every receiver would like to get the ball as much as possible. You know, he he wants the team to win, and you know he's remained positive and upbeat. But you can still see it in his face. He's he's sick of losing. You know, and he, I think every player feels it. You get to this point, you work this hard. It's like really again. Um, but you you see it in the locker room after guys just sitting at their locker room, just like just kind of staring, like seriously again. How does this happen? Um, it, it, it takes a toll. The players talk about having hope. And Sam Cogge said the ship hasn't sunk yet. Mm-hmm. They have to have hope because if they don't, there's 13 games left. Yeah. There's It's a long – it is a colossal collapse if you don't have hope. Where do you think the hope really lies? And, I mean, I know, again, it can change. Right. I get tired of saying it can change like that because, like, with 13 games left, of course it can. Will it? Can it? That's the right. question. Is And I think my concern today was because of how well they did run the ball. And they couldn't get to right. the receiver town. That's right. what concerned me. And right. then, and also like the defensive breakdowns and, you know, William Jackson, Kenneth Fuller, they've got to play better. Yeah. Point. I, I think they need to make some adjustments. I mean, it, it's hard in season. You say you, you want more, different personnel in there. Well, who, who's on the bench? And if not them, who are you going to get that can immediately step in and contribute immediately and play well immediately? Um, and there's not many out there. They wouldn't be out there if they could do it. Um, so it's, it, it's tough in season. Um, but I think they got to make 
more adjustments. They got to keep trying new things to to get out of this hole. And I think as soon as they get that first win, no matter how it looks, it'll start to chip away at this. I mean, you talk about how quickly the narrative have changed. I mean, in week one, Scott Turner was an offensive genius and this team was, you know, on track and they're dynamic and they're brand new. And, you know, the next game they're, you know, next, next they, they fire days. everybody with their response, you know, it's a shock. It's been a shocking yeah. fall for this offense. And I think, again, that's what concerns me is that run game works. And, the, right. and I actually felt like there are parts of that game plan. Like I get what they're trying to do. Right. I get how they're trying to attack us. But then you watch it like they're they're they were tripping a little bit more. There the alignment was such right. where that widened the, the ends for Dallas and put them in a different position to rush and allowed them to chip more. So there was some of that. But then you watch the defensive backs and they're just sitting on these routes because they know the ball's gotta right. come out fast. And it goes back to the line. Like, you know, was that line built well enough in the offseason? And right. you have to look at it and say, and I know third center and all that, but Yeah, no, I and I think that offensive line is gonna be in hindsight you know, maybe one of the bigger regrets of, of this staff and building this team because they did have a really good line last year. And that is in spite of injuries and the coronavirus and everything that came their way. I mean, they were on their fifth center at one point last year and they still held up. Mm-hmm. And now this group is, is is struggling no matter who's in there. Um, you know, I think Eric Flowers, he had a really good season last year. Losing him is tough. You know, obviously you lose a player like Brandon Sheriff anytime you're going to feel the void, but you know, it, it's become a real problem. I mean, Sam Cosme played well last year, is not playing well these last couple of weeks. You worry about the confidence of a young player there. Um, so, yeah, they, they don't have the starters, let alone the depth they need there to, to really make an impact. It's concerning. Carson Wentz, week one and half of week two, you look like, hey, at least they've got this. Weeks three and four, now you say you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have an identity. I know this came up during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jahan Dotson said after the game, you know, we're still finding ourselves. And I think it's going to be even harder after this game. You know, they do have good rushers. They put up good production, 100 yards. And in the first half, they just weren't able to sustain it. I mean, Carson still had, what, 42 attempts? Mm-hmm. So, you know. What's your, what's your, again, level of concern with him? Because, again, a yeah. couple games, this. I think we're getting the full experience from him. and yeah. I think, But it speaks to needing to protect him better yeah. it starts with that yeah he's got to make the good decisions and he didn't do that all the time today so where where did where did what's your thoughts on him i i'm concerned by more concerned about the line you know to me that's where it starts right. you know um in protecting him i mean he's each game i'm like oh my god i don't like he's gonna be so sore going home but you know it, it starts there he needs more time behind the pocket yes he needs to clean up mistakes and get the ball out quicker but it starts there with the line until they can protect them. I, they're not going to go anywhere, you know, be it with the pass game or the run game. Right. And I think Mike, again, going back to what we saw today, there are a couple of times like where Trayvon Diggs is sitting on a route, like, and he's just eight yards off all you off coverage people. He's eight yards off, but he's sitting on the route. That's why you play that coverage. Right. So you can sit and watch and drive. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, if that's a great chance for a double move, yeah. he doesn't have time. No, no, he has no time back there. And, and they've tried to find ways to get him more time. And it just, it's unsustainable. Um, I wish they had kind of stuck with the run a little bit more, even in the tougher times. But you know, they then they get behind with the penalties, and then again, you're playing catch up, catch up. So yeah. yeah, it's you know, it's like they they close one leak and another one springs. You know, it's 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 tough like that. Defensively, I mean, I felt like they took a step last week, mm-hmm. despite some of those big plays. But those big plays kill them. And then, so what did you see today? I thought they were pretty good, especially in the early going. You know, um. You know, they they let Ezekiel Elliott get away with that 31-yard catch and run. 
Um, there was a missed tackle on that play, but then they come back and they have to stop on third down, stop them again on third down. So they, you know, spared a couple touchdowns there and settled for field goals. Um, but those mistakes, if it's not giving up big plays, it's creating your own big plays for the Cowboys with those penalties. I mean, you know, those two PI calls were oof, costly. And then you have the 30 yard touchdown where I think William Jackson said he thought he had help over the top and he wasn't quite there. But, you know, it, it, it's just, again, it's them getting in their own way. You, last thing then, is this a confidence thing? Like, do you, again, could, if this team gets that one win, do you yeah. think like it's one of those things where they feel like now you got it? Or do you still look at it and say, I don't know how they're going to solve this? I, I'm more on the I don't know part. Yeah. You know, I think a win will leave it, you know, let the air out a little bit. I mean, things are so tense right now. Um, but I certainly don't think it'll solve things. Um, I think we saw that in week one, you know, with how they played and then how they responded the following three weeks now. So I, I, I think there are some deep-rooted problems there, definitely, but you just hope they can make it through the season respectively. I apologize. One more. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, because, again, you're three, and I do think it's early for going down certain roads. However, I know what fans are asking about Ron Rivera. Like, do you, sure. you know, when do you see teams losing um, – belief in it in a in a regime right because it's not just on the coach it's on the head coach it's on everybody and what you know do you see what kind of cracks you see there do you think the frustration is more just with their own play um i think right now it's more with their own play it's more the execution than you know the play calling necessarily not to say the play calling has by any means been perfect you know they can make some adjustments Mm -hmm. there um i don't feel like you know, Ron Rivera's lost the team or anything like that. I think that's what you worry about if this continues. You know, it's only, this is only week four. You know, if there are two, three more losses just like this, yeah, you got a real problem on your hands. Then people really are going to be pointing fingers. Um, but I don't think we're there yet. Maybe it never comes to that. I think back to 2020 when they were really struggling there with changing quarterbacks and then they have that good run and it's, you know, whole new game you know right and so and each of the last two years they've had runs at a certain point in the season and last year injuries and covid right kind of took care of that momentum so that's where like that's where and his record in the second half is better so that's what he's going to cling on to and i think he'll he's going to tell that so that the players that these teams get better that's where they're going to have to hold their hat but they've it's got to start with a win Oh, absolutely. It's got to start with a win. They have to yeah. get one. Um, and I don't, I think their confidence is going to take a hit until they get one. I mean, like anybody. Um, but yeah, they, they have to get that, that second win soon. They you hope, you know. All right. Well, that's it from Dallas. Thanks to Nikki Jabal for joining me. Thank you as always for tuning in. I know it's frustrating as hell, so I appreciate it. Again, I'll be back on Tuesday night, 730 Eastern time with Bram Weinstein, voice of the commanders, therapy Tuesday. That line should be long. But I also know your frustration level, and sometimes you want to skip therapy. But tune in anyway, because I think you'll learn something. Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you next time.